You're listening to the Busy Business Women podcast, episode 67. And today I'm celebrating my 14th business birthday. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you 14 hard truths I've learned that have helped me stand the test of time and still be here today when the small business stats are absolutely stacked up against us. Hi, I'm Faye Hollands and I've been helping time-strapped women in business improve their productivity and profit for well over a decade now. And in this podcast, I want to share with you the highs and lows of growing a successful business so that you can avoid the pitfalls, fast-track your progress and build a business that booms faster. This is the Busy Business Women podcast. Hey ladies, Faye Hollands here from BusyBusinessWomen.biz and today I am in a very celebratory mood because I've just hit the big 1-4 in business. Yep, 14 years in business today, 14 years of being my boss, riding this crazy, rewarding, life-changing small business roller coaster. Now I think it's really important that we celebrate these milestones because so many business owners don't reach them, which is a real shame. And I'm talking about celebrating every single business birthday. So if you're coming up to your first year or your 20th or your 30th year or anything in between, I really encourage you to reflect on what you've learned, what you've achieved, what you're proud of, and what you want to take forward or ditch in the years ahead which is why I like to do these videos and podcasts because on my business birthdays, I want to reflect. I want to take time to share my lessons and learnings with you. And I think it's also really good to have that reflective exercise that you look back on what you've done so far, what you've learned from that, and what you want to take forward and move into the next 12 months and beyond. So today, let's get cracking because I have 14 hard truths that I want to share with you today. Now, if you're listening to this episode and you'd like to watch the live recording or you'd like to grab the show notes with the lessons I'm going to share, just go to busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast 67 and you'll find everything you need there. So we are recording for Facebook, Instagram and for the podcast today. So lots of places to listen and watch this on. So without further ado, let's get cracking. Now, the hardest lessons I've learned in business over the last 14 years, I'm going to share with you 14 hard truths that I really believe every business owner needs to know. And they're from my lived experience as a small business owner, just like you. So no theory here is stuff I've gone through myself. And I really, really want to share those lessons with you. So number one is it doesn't matter how good you are at something. If you can't market and sell your thing, then you won't be successful. No one makes money being a best kept secret. I learned this very, very early on after I'd done all my coaching qualifications and I met some amazing coaches that I trained with. But a year after setting up our businesses, most of them ceased to exist as a business owner and they'd gone back to pro bono coaching. They were doing some awesome free stuff, but they weren't running a business anymore. And the majority of those are, are, you know, have long shut their doors and are back in their corporate roles. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the, the sadness is that they were excellent at what they did, but it ultimately didn't matter because if you can't get out there and sell and market what you do, whether it's a service or a product, people aren't going to know about you. And yes, there'll be some referrals and yes, there's word of mouth, but nothing speaks volumes as much as being a good marketer and being a good salesperson. So if you're scared of marketing and scared of selling, you're ultimately going to end up being the best kept secret out there. You've got to embrace 
being the marketer and salesperson in your business or building up a team around you of people to do that so that people know about you. So don't be awesome at something, but be a best kept secret. Please get yourselves out there. So that's number one. Number two, just because you're good at lots of things doesn't mean you should offer them all. You know, people ultimately don't want to hire a jack of all trades, you know, unless you are a handyman or woman and they're literally coming around to do bits and bobs of everything. You, know, you don't want to market yourselves as that. People want experts in their field. So find the lane that you're an expert in, stick to that. Now, it's okay to diversify because I know people get kind of a bit scared when I say that. It's like, oh, what if I've got other things I want to do? It's okay to diversify, but you need a good strategy and good positioning for that. And unless you're aiming to be something like the dollar shop, I really want to recommend that you don't try and sell all the things to all the people. And I say that because I did that in the early days. I coached different people on lots and lots of different things because I had the skills to do that. And it meant that I made very little money in my business. And those of you that have followed me for you know a long time now will have heard that story in depth. I'm not going to share it with you today. If you'd like to know, just drop me a line. But being a jack of all trades, master of none is not going to help you build a successful business. So if you're doing that, Take a step back, look at where you are really good at something and stick to that lane. It will make you more money and you'll enjoy your business more. Number three, friends and family aren't your marketing team. So don't expect them to pimp you out at every given opportunity. They're going to also forget about you. And they're also, in many cases, going to have no idea how tough it is running a small business or how important referrals and recommendations are. Don't take it personally when they're not sharing your stuff all over social media land or remembering to talk about you at their with their networks and their you know their communities. It's not their responsibility, it's yours and it's not personal. I see so many people post on Facebook ranting that you know they wish that so and so would have shared their information. It isn't down to your friends and family. I know it's nice and they you hope that they will support you but they also have lives and careers to run. And they're not always going to be thinking about how they can help you build your business up. So you need to take control and responsibility for your sales and marketing and not expect your friends and family to do that. Okay. Number four, not understanding your numbers will cost you. If you're running a fully fledged business and not a hobby, it's time to get serious about it and make sure that you know whether you're profitable or not and what's happening in your business. There are no excuses for not knowing your numbers. And then your numbers don't need to be complex. I think quite often when I speak to particularly new business owners, the numbers in their business have got bigger in their mind and in bigger in complexity than they actually are. Your numbers can be very simple. Talk to your bookkeeper, talk to your accountant, talk to a business owner um, who's in your network that can help you, but get on top of your numbers. There is no excuse for not knowing them and it will be your downfall if you don't know what they are. Number five, social media doesn't belong to you. I'm sure many of you have heard me rant about this before, but there's no way that I could share 14 hard truths of 14 years in business and not have this one in here. If you've put all of your marketing eggs into your social media basket, you are playing a really risky game. If those platforms get taken down and shut down from you, you might find that you've got no business left. And trust me, that's not scaremongering. It's happened to many before you. 
So make sure that you're collecting email addresses, that you have a strategy to do that, and you learn how to use those email addresses with integrity, because that's the only marketing tool that you're actually going to earn, uh, uh, sorry, own. So you need to make sure that you're collecting them and then you're marketing to those people that want to hear from you and you're doing it really well. Okay, so don't fall into the trap of relying on social media because it doesn't belong to you. And at at any given moment, that platform can be taken away from you. And I've seen several really strong businesses, particularly on Instagram, find that they literally a moment later have no business at all because they have no way of people finding them apart from that platform that they've had taken down. Okay, number six, don't waste time rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. If something's not working in your business, take extreme ownership for it and make the necessary changes. Do the heavy lifting, make the hard decisions fast before before flogging a dead horse is going to cost you time, energy, sanity and money. It's really important that you are not shuffling things around in your business like on the Titanic and hoping that it's going to change. If that ship is going down and that ship may be your entire business but it also may be a program or a product for example if it's not working make changes quickly be flexible and nimble in your business rather than sticking your head in the sand and hoping it's not going to happen you know make those tough decisions quickly and move on number seven halfway there Don't waste time on time fillers. It's really easy in business to be busy every single day. You know, I know that more than most, right? When we look at the name of my business, I get busyness. But there's a good busy and there's a a bad busy. I'm talking about the bad busy here. I'm talking about when you are spending your time on stuff that doesn't make you productive. Make sure you're spending your most valuable asset, which is time, on tasks that directly relate to creating more clients and revenue in your business. Wearing a busy badge and just filling your day with stuff won't sustain your business and make it profitable. It's just going to sap you of the time and freedom, which were probably the reasons you became your own boss in the first place. So make sure that where you're spending your time is a wise place to spend it. Now, I've realized that over the last 12, 18 months coming up to since my daughter was diagnosed with leukemia, that actually I could really um, scale my business back and spend time on really specific tasks that made me just as profitable and get rid of all of those peripheral things that were just time fillers. So if I can do it, you can do it. And I guarantee there will be things that you can stop doing that will free up time and freedom to do things that you love and still allow you to make the same amount of money, if not more. Number eight, stop giving too much away for free. I have definitely fallen into this trap many, many times over the last 14 years, and it's not good. People are more invested and have more skin in the game when they're paying. Okay, there's no doubt about it at all. Tried and tested, okay? You may have seen the meme I posted recently on Facebook where there's a picture of two men handing out hugs and one of them is holding a sign saying free hugs and there is no one queuing up for those free hugs. There's like tumbleweed rolling. Then the other guy is handing out luxury hugs and has this huge lineup of people that want to pay five bucks for the luxury hug versus the free. Free doesn't mean more customers, right? In fact, it often actually devalues what you could, what you do and can and that can then lead to a vicious circle because we end up giving more away for free, hoping that someone, anyone in desperation will sign up to us. 
I don't want you to fall into that trap. So stop giving away so much stuff for free. It is it is not the way that you're going to get more customers and make more money in your business. And in fact, it's counterintuitive and will do the complete opposite. And that leads us nicely into number nine. I want you to make sure you are charging what you are worth. As Denise Duffield Thomas says in her book, Chillpreneur, when you charge too little, you think, you know, I'm delivering so much and I'm trying to make it so affordable. Why aren't they happy and grateful? It's not the price. You're an energetic match to the people who don't appreciate you because you're not appreciating yourself. You're just attracting clients who mirror the energy that you're projecting. So it's really important that you value yourself in order to attract the kind of clients and audience that you want in your business. And frankly, you didn't become your own boss to pay yourself the least amount of money you could, did you? So make sure you're charging what you're worth, value what you do, and charge appropriately for that. Number 10, if you are a perfectionist, you have no standards. Ouch. I used to pride myself on being a perfectionist until someone ever so wise told me that perfectionists have no standards because perfect doesn't exist. It was a light bulb moment for me many, many years ago, and it made a massive difference in my personal and professional life. So I cottoned on to this pearl of wisdom at the start of my biz building adventure, and it served me really, really well. So seriously, if you pride yourself on being a perfectionist or you know you have those perfectionist traits, quish, quit, 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 sorry, quit your quest for everything to be perfect, you're going to get a lot more done and achieve far greater results if you let that crazy notion go. It's not about dropping standards. So let's be really clear on this. It's actually about having standards and recognizing that it's far better to get a task done than to keep making excuses not to complete it because it's got to be perfect. And I've done that for many years. Progress over perfection every single damn time. Okay, number 11, not asking for help is foolish. Independence can be a fabulous trait. I love independent people. I'm definitely an independent woman. However, just like being a perfectionist, it can also work against you. And it's definitely done that to me in the past too. Trying to do everything on your own definitely can slow you down, can make things more difficult, and it can really hinder the level of success you experience in your business. Whereas asking for help can really help push you forward and allow you to achieve your goals and aspirations much, much faster. And it's also quite amazing how much you can achieve when you simply ask. You know, people are often very, very willing to help, very willing to answer those questions and give a helping hand. So it's a really underutilized tactic in business. And us headstrong, independent women really need to embrace asking for help more often, because I think we will get further ahead much more quickly if we did that. And don't forget that asking for help often gives the person you're asking the opportunity to give back. And that's a nice, you know, feel good feeling for them. So it's a win-win on both sides. I love people asking me for help. Number 12, stay true to you. I see so many people trying to be others in business, which is such a shame because we all have something that no one else has got. And that's us, right? Our ideas, our thoughts, our personality, our delivery. No one else can do it the way that we can. Now, it's really great to admire other business owners. There are plenty of other business, business owners I admire and you know aspire to be like and 
it's great to be inspired by their knowledge and expertise, but I want you to make sure you're not losing yourself and starting to morph into those people you aspire to be or are inspired by. So if you do a course, for example, and your stuff starts to look like the person you learned from, then you're starting to lose yourself. I want you to make sure that you're finding your path, you're taking on the theory that you've learned, but you're staying true to who you are because there's a whole community out there that want you and how you do business, not how your mentors or competitors do it. And I see this happen a lot. I see people with slides doing presentations and their slides look just like someone else that I'd watch too. You know, their formatting, their delivery, their clothes, their branding. It's like they're trying to morph into this person that they're watching. Please don't lose yourself in that process. Learn from the people that are great in your industry or you know who you're wanting to learn from, but don't try and be them. Number 13, people will copy you and that's okay. Now, if you're doing good stuff in business, there will come a time without a doubt where someone else will copy you. And yes, I know it utterly sucks. I've had it happen to me recently and I've had it happened many times over the last 14 years. Here's the thing. There's no point in letting it eat you up. Of course, do what you need to do legally if they've overstepped the mark. But in a lot of cases, it's going to come down to you accepting that this is almost a rite of passage when you're doing well in business. On the flip side of that, though, if you're listening to this and you're someone that's doing a little bit too much copying and you know that you've been a little bit too inspired in inverted commas by someone else, remember that being yourself remember that sorry remember that there will no doubt be a point in time where that person is going to realize and that's a sucky situation to find yourself being called out on so going back to my previous point number 12 remember to be you it's okay to be inspired by another business but if you start morphing into it because you've gone too far you need to reconnect with who you are and who your brand is because there's room for all of us in our business so take a step back remember why you're in business what you're doing and how you're delivering it and reconnect with that but if you're the person being copied sometimes it's just it's time to just accept that that's a rite of passage And, you know, unless someone has really overstepped the mark, of course, you need to step in from a legal point of view there. But otherwise, don't let it eat you up. And finally, number 14, if you lose sight of why you got into business, you're going to run the risk of hating it. If you become your own boss because, you know, sorry, if you became your own boss because you're sick of working crazy corporate hours, for example, but then you end up doing 90-hour weeks in your own gig, Over time, you're going to wonder why the hell you got into being your own boss in the first place. Now, it might take weeks or even years to realize that, but it will take a toll. Now, I've heard women say, oh, you know, I used to work crazy corporate hours. Now I'm working even more in my own business, but it's okay because I love what I do. Yeah, I hear you. And particularly in the early days, we tend to put a lot more hours in because we're so excited and enthusiastic and we've, you know, got so much to set up. But running your own business shouldn't be that way forever. So if you've lost what you got into business for, you've got to take a step back. You create your business the way that you want to run it, in the way that you want to work and with the priorities that are important to you. Because the further you go away from what you wanted your reality to be like at the start, the unhappier you'll become. And ultimately, you're the one in the driving seat creating the business 
that you want to run. So make sure that you're on track, start making changes fast and don't lose yourself in that process. Don't lose yourself throughout the years of running a business and find that you've created something that is so far away from what you really, really wanted. But this comes back to being flexible and nimble, calling yourself calling yourself out on those excuses and making changes quickly rather than just kind of accepting the status quo or the traps that you've fallen into and just plodding along and doing what you've done for weeks or years. Make those changes, be flexible and create the business that you really want and deserve. So those are my 14 hard truths from 14 years in business today. Happy birthday to me. It's been a long road. It's been a really, really rewarding one. And I really hope that what I've shared with you today have been some little nuggets that have given you some food for thought to help you on your own journey or given you a nudge to do business a little differently in the future. If you'd like to hang out some more, I'd love you to invite you to join my Shine community. And today you can do that for just a dollar, which is insane, I know, but here's the theory behind it. It's going to give you an opportunity to learn a bucket load from me and get experience coaching on your business with absolutely no risk. So I'd love to help you out, get you to join some of our group coaching sessions, get you to lap up all of the masterclasses that we've been running over the last nearly four years and have absolutely no risk in doing that. So you can jump over to the show notes if you're listening to the podcast, busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast 67. Or if you're watching this video, all you need to do is um, look at the link below and I'm going to pop the sign up link to the Shine community in the comments and come and join me for a month. There's no risk, no opportunity for regrets. It's a no brainer. So I really hope to see you over there so we can celebrate some business anniversaries for you too. Okay. All right. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you sharing the love and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, please, as that will help more women in business just like you discover the biz building goodness I'm sharing here. And if you'd like to hang out some more, I'd love to see you over on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Busy Business Women, and you can find lots more resources to help you build, grow, and scale your business over on my website at busybusinesswomen.biz. If you're watching the video on Facebook or Instagram, please comment below and let me know if you've got any questions. I'd love to help you out. But in the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate you being here to celebrate my business birthday. I'm going to be back next week with more inspiration to help you build a business that booms. But until then, I'm Faye Hollands, and you've been listening to the Busy Business Women podcast. 